0: Well, Siobhan, there is only one correct answer. It is the LA Rams with <laughs> the Blake Bortles bus, QED. Uh, so thank yeah. you. Uh, we've solved that for you. Fantastic. So yeah. That'd, that'd...
1: So, hello and welcome to Fall Four Quarters, your one stop shop for news, views, and overreactions to all things NFL. We're finally entering the actual season time. We're a little bit early, but we decided we don't really care about week four of the preseason. So, onwards and upwards to week one of the NFL. So, hey, we got Connor here in from Iraq and we've got Ronan. Hello. All dialed in from Cork. So, how's tricks down there?
0: Yeah, things are well. Just uh, enjoying the last of the summer. A little sunshine today, very unusual. Uh, but other than that, kind of watching with uh, some dismay recently the uh, Ireland, Ireland rugby team's slow descent into disappointment for yet another Rugby World Cup.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, catch the game. I just saw some of the analysis afterwards. It did not look... Uh, basically, any time you let an England score 50 points on you, it kind of... Yeah.
0: yeah, 50 points is a lot of points, uh, you know. Uh, like, rugby scores are probably close enough to kind of... NFL scores in terms of comparability and 50 is a lot in NFL, it's a lot in rugby too mm. and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see something better. But yeah, and, that, and
1: this was not a uh, Chiefs rams kind of 55 to 54? No, this was,
0: they, yeah they got absolutely hammered, like the other lads looked a lot bigger, basically a lot stronger, and the Ireland team looked, uh, they looked off the pace and slower, and I think it probably wrecks the fact that, they know, we're not going to make a rugby podcast here, but like, Ireland probably have to be near their peak performance to really compete at the top level versus mm-hmm. a team like England or like New Zealand where they, they have, let's say, like more kind of natural talent effectively.
1: Yeah. There does seem to be a little bit of, uh, again, we'll, we'll move on from this after there does seem to be a little bit of like a lot of our players are hitting the tail end of their kind of playing career time-wise and that maybe there wasn't the long-term planning for a squad for this kind of cycle of World Cups maybe. But uh, yeah, well, we'll get all onto that when we have our rugby podcast at the midpoint of the season. So yeah, well, uh, there'll be a lot
0: of those games in September anyway.
1: So. Yeah, and we'll probably we probably will talk about some of the outcomes of the rugby World Cup games on this because we will be watching them. Uh, we got lots to get through. We're going to do some news, and we're going to go to our premature congratulations, our awards, uh, preseason awards to say who we think is going to be good and bad we got some questions that we're actually going to get to this time. I'm sure we will. And we're going to go on to do our predictions for the week one games. Now, bear in mind, we're doing this before the week four preseason. So if people decide to start cutting their starters for the crack uh, just before the, like the start of the league, then that'll change things. But realistically, I don't see a huge amount changing outside of yeah. possibly injuries.
0: Well, there, there's always a chance of a shock announcement or two. Uh, speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of which, we just got
1: the news there over the weekend that Indianapolis quarterback Andrew Luck is retiring from football at age 29. Uh, he played for seven seasons, really five and a half, with the injuries. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, and everyone was uh, just amazed. The story broke while he was on the sidelines during a preseason game, which, uh, as you can obviously imagine, resulted in a fair amount of booing fans at the stadium. Uh, he That's was-
0: not fair. They were wrong. But anyway, move on. Yeah, but
1: former first overall pick, uh, like very, very good player, but he was just kind of, he just got destroyed behind an offensive line that wasn't there to protect him. They didn't, Grigson and the likes didn't bring in the pieces to be able to kind of put a championship roster around him uh, and he looks forward to kind of enjoying his retirement. His father was similar from everything I've been hearing about, kind of saw there being a life outside of football and probably instilled that in his in his son as well. Uh, but yeah, like the fans have come round to the idea of it a lot more. Like, I don't really blame them for the immediate reaction in the... In the crowd, like especially if I've had five or six beers and someone told me a player is retiring off my team, <laughs> who I've just seen on the pitch, I'm mean like, wait, that guy? Like everyone's going to respond badly. If I just
0: paid for a preseason game. It's like, yeah, of yeah, yeah. course they weren't starting either. They were obviously not going to be playing. Look anyway, uh, regardless of the announcement, mm-hmm. and I believe Percent was being held out as well. Yeah, yeah obviously a uh, context that makes a lot more sense. So. They surely, that, but surely, surely
1: In that context, you just fire luck in for the fourth quarter, like you just <laughs> get your bit of money's worth. Yeah,
0: but like, yeah, it's it's it, it was like something. It's very like it's such an unusual thing. Like I suppose last year we did have someone literally retire in the middle of an actual like regular season game. So well, that was. Maybe this for is a, this is a trend oncoming. You know, <laughs> but like,
1: There was a difference between the, the team that had a player retire at halftime and the team that Andrew Luck was going to be leading. This is a team with Super Bowl aspirations this year. Uh, yeah. So it's somewhat, somewhat different. Um,
0: yeah, and I suppose when you like when you talk about his early career when he got hammered so much and he had so many injuries, obviously the shoulder injury that kept him out for effectively uh, like a whole season and a half. And like basically during a period where like we thought he was dead, and we joked about that basically for a yeah. while. Um, and like he had like a lacerated like spleen, I believe, yeah. uh, or kidney or something like that. So like lots of injuries, just like building up, lots of rehab. And he talked like last off season about how tough rehab was and how much it affected him, and he'd actually talk lonely about Brissette for actually kind of making him enjoy football again. Yeah. And I suppose it is a little bit ironic now that the Colts have. Eventually came around and realized. Oh wait, yes, we've lost our quarter over a year. Maybe we need OL help. And they went down and get Quinton Nelson. He's like, a, he was an All Pro guard in his first year. But I think for Andrew Luck, I think you know the the NFL life is a drag. It is a lot of effort, and if you lose your love for the game, and obviously financially you're fine. This is obviously someone you know coming from Stanford, coming from that family background who I assume has, like, squirreled enough money away to basically live whatever life he wants to do. Travel yeah, of course, and to be fair to them, the
1: Colts are being good about this, they're not pursuing yeah. him for a large amount of the money back or anything, so he gets to keep a lot of the money, because I they're think I think, I think they want to <laughs> keep him, they want to keep him on <laughs> side, because I believe, from everything I'm reading, they'll be maintaining his rights, so if he decides to come back, they'll have the rights to him to coming back and playing. He has done well for them, and they kind of did destroy his body and push his career off a cliff about four years in. Uh, but he's well-liked and pro- yeah. there's a potential for like future coaching work and things like that but, so
0: look when the worst the worst that they can throw at you like from the media and from twitter and stuff is like oh he's just too nice that probably gives an indication of the kind of person it's like this is a guy who apparently started his own book club in the, the room. <laughs> like when he was rehabbing like like his instagram was him traveling through like like the middle of Europe in Forest, like it's the uh, like going through, yeah, like just a uh, wow. backpacking through Europe with his wife. No, like he's just like he's obviously not like a Tom Brady where it's like he's eating avocado ice cream and optimizing himself. Oh, yeah, the so- he was the never that kind of person, he just was someone who had a real talent for the game, obviously, had a family lineage. Uh, but at this point he decided that you know if he lost the game there's no point continuing oh, yeah,
1: the, to do it. The, the story I really liked was when he was up in the running for the Heisman apparently uh, when they used to show the footage on the television in when he was in, in college uh, he'd turn off the television and tell them all like don't turn that on it's a team sport it's not about individuals like you kind of like can I, you can see exactly where this whole, like, real nice guy Andrew Luck stuff comes from. But, yeah. So, means Jacoby Brissett's going to take over the starting job. Uh, former third-round pick. He was traded over from New England following the last Luck injury. He had some good games and he had some bad games when he had the starter. Um... The coaches are being positive on him, saying that he's developed a lot, uh, speaking directly to some of the limitations we saw when he was playing, Uh, although you would expect them to be saying that full stop at this point, regardless, because it's not like there's a lot of QB options out there in the trade market. But this is a much more talented team than he took over after the luck injury. Uh, They have weapons. They have, like we said, a good line. They could maybe do with a little bit more in the backfield, given they won't have luck there now uh, at QB. But... Like, I don't think this automatically takes them out of contention for the AFC South.
0: No, I think the biggest problem is it just makes the AFC South, which was already, like, full of teams that have, like, huge question marks, even more unknown. I think, like, we all kind of felt like, yeah, Houston had the chance because their superstars are so good to kind of maybe replicate what they did last year. Mm -hmm. But the Colts felt like they were building towards, like, basically perhaps dominating that division for a couple of seasons. But with this announcement, that basically just changed the ripper take. I think Brissett. We don't quite know how good he is. He was like maybe an average league starter, mm-hmm. like last time that he was put into that role. But obviously on very short notice, like he was traded the, like the week before the season started. So it wasn't completely fair. As you say, like the, the coaching situa- situation there's a lot better. But I don't think there's any doubt that like the Andrew look that we saw last year and we saw earlier in his career is like one of was like, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and someone with, like, you know, generational-type talent. And Jacoby Bursette, it's obviously, he's a really good guy, apparently a really good presence in the locker room, which is always a positive, but it's very hard for someone to replicate that level of talent and expect them to do so. The hope is, and I think he'll be, he's got at least the fortune that, if they you know they're probably not expected to win the Super Bowl anymore but I think if they like snuck into a wild card brand I think the fans would be more than happy with that and building towards a future do you think, a relationship
1: uh, do you think Indianapolis is looking to get their next uh, AFC finalist flag up in the, uh, <laughs> up in the <laughs> <That's>, rafters yeah <laughs> I hope-
0: it is worth mentioning because of Andrew Luck's injury during the off-season. Jacoby Reds has been getting all of the first-team reps at training camp. Um, so he's basically been treated as a starter by default up to this point. So there's no kind of discontinuity there at least.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's a plus. And we'll probably discuss this a little bit more when we get on to our predictions. Uh, some of the transactions around the league. So Dallas... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of questions about a couple of different contracts that they might be handing out. So they finally gave some news on one that no one was asking about. Linebacker Jalen Smith gets a five-year, $64 million contract with $35.5 million guaranteed a very very big deal for a player who where people were in doubt whether he played in the NFL following his injury I think wasn't it just uh, just the at the tail end of the college year wasn't it
0: Yeah it yeah. was like he was like someone expected to go in like the top, top. 5 top 10 of the draft and that injury basically mm. was considered to be busy career threatening Oh, at the of time. course
1: and he came out and he talked about how like Dallas took a chance on him and gave him this opportunity and you can see like it's a big deal for him but it's also like that's a pretty decent uh, price for Dallas to be getting him for
0: yeah and they have Leighton Van obviously who alongside Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Smith were one of the best linebacker tandems in the league last year on a rookie contract for a number of years and I think this is definitely you definitely get the sense it's like a Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones like good soldier move it's like look at this guy you know this guy you know great story has done everything we've asked for him And, you know, we've we've rewarded him now. And then, you know, pointing out pointing towards Cabo, perhaps, uh, and going, hey, like this, if you want to get a deal two years early, which is what's happened here for Jalen Smith, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to cooperate a little bit. and We're not going to reward bad behavior. Now, they probably will end up rewarding bad behavior because the Cowboys. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure this is like part of their PR push about. You know, if these guys don't want the money, then we'll just give it to people who want the money, who want to play for the Cowboys, and want to make sure this is a successful team going forward. No. The PR kind of writes itself. Yeah,
1: and uh, Detroit assigned uh, Snacks Harris into a one-year, eleven million-dollar contract. Makes sense. He kind of like big yeah, impact right. on their run defense. They need yeah. that.
0: It's worth pointing out that like when he got traded by the Giants like mid-season last year, the Giants went from like having one of the best running defenses to the worst, like bottom two. And Detroit basically were right at the bottom and went up to the top. So this is, he is literally a one-man run defense Wrecking defense.
1: machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trade news: Minnesota sent a 2025th rounder for Carrie Vidick from Baltimore, the combo kicker punter. Uh, and as we were talking about off air just before we started, uh, they traded for him. Going to fix all those kicking issues, and then he proceeded to miss on the uh, on the preseason game.
0: Yeah, like Minnesota have obviously been dealing with kicking issues basically since uh, Blair Walsh shanked that 20-yard uh, field goal. Uh, but that's so cold. Um, uh, you know, and they went for the kind of safe move last year. to got Dan Bailey, and then he turned into a croc. And uh, now they've traded a fifth rounder for Kara Vedvik, who was getting a lot of hype in Baltimore. Uh, but obviously they couldn't keep him because obviously they have Justin Tucker. Uh, and now he's missed his two first, well, he missed two field goal attempts in a preseason game just gone this week. So have they fixed their kicker issues? Like, I think, as we can see with other teams like Chicago, like Minnesota, like the Jets now as well this year. Um, you know, kicking is such a psychological thing perhaps having uh, like a coach or a special team coach or whatever, these teams obviously aren't doing a very good job of building these guys up. They seem to be having much more uh, luck uh, breaking them down and making yeah. them terrible kickers. So I suppose for the wider kicker union, for the ones who still remain decently kicking, they can thank these terrible, like, like Mike Zimmer and and, uh, <laughs> and Chicago for like increasing the value of every decent kicker oh, uh, across the league.
1: A couple of signings, uh, Arizona pick up Michael Crabtree for one year, three and a bit million. Uh, just basically a depth signing, Hakeem Butler's hand got injured, so he'll be kind of their third or fourth wide receiver.
0: Yeah, like a red zone threat is probably what they're hoping for, but I don't think you'll see him too much outside that context. I know.
1: and uh, Josh McCown, quarterback, is signing Philly, uh, so basically he's just going to be depth behind Wentz.
0: Yeah, because like Philly, basically every backup quarterback has been hurt at some point. And obviously when you have Wentz who isn't exactly known for a running injury himself, that's a bit of a problem. But as we're noting, he did come out of retirement, Josh McCowan, for this one year two million. So I think uh, maybe someone pulled a favour here. Uh, but I assume he's hoping this is more like a either a patch for a few months or a pseudo coaching position uh, or like mentoring position. And then he can go back and enjoy his media role next year.
1: No, of course. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have signed uh, Chad Henney to now be their backup. So uh Get your meme engines rolling for yeah, Chad Henny versus.
0: You oh, sorry, sorry, Chad Henny
1: he has got injured, him. isn't he? Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah, uh, it's Matt Moore we've got in. Uh, Get your
0: backups right,
1: Connor. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> the thing is, we're fucked if Mahomes goes down anyway. Uh, well, yeah, that's. I, although what annoys me now is that I didn't start making the meme game of Chad Henny versus, uh, Virgin Mahomes while uh, we had the opportunity. <laughs> How did I miss that opportunity? Um, but, yeah, I also Miami cut uh, safety TJ McDonald. He was I was just amazed at yeah, how, like, how much money he was getting paid because I didn't realize he was that good.
0: Yeah, well, he was kind of high-rated coming off his stint in the Rams, uh, and then he had a suspension to write games, and he was considered a cut price at the price he was given at Miami at the time. Um, but after he, actually a full year of playing with them after his... Shorter season, he basically hasn't really done much. But we know Miami's a team that's in full rebuild build So if you're not if you're not a building block, you're a progress blocker. So no, out the doors you'll probably catch on somewhere though for a decent like one like or two million contract probably.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Like he probably makes sense for a bit of a depth signing, and basically everyone is always looking for some. The edge yeah. in their cornerback. Uh, so room.
0: speaking of safety
1: needs Safety means, oh god, yeah. So some injuries. What? The LA Chargers having some injuries in the preseason? Never. That never happens to them. Uh safety Derwin James has broken his foot and he's gone for the season. So uh yeah, that's that's a huge one. And then also Houston's running back, Lamar Miller, has torn his ACL, which means the rise of uh Duke Johnson. Those are probably the two main ones we'd be looking at, but like yeah. The loss of Jerwin James is huge for this Chargers defense.
0: Yeah, I think there's been an update that he could be back for the playoffs. Oh, for the, if the playoffs, if they're, they're making there. a push, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a huge. You know, this is so. Uh, this was like a, you know, Rookie of the Year type, con- like, uh, mm-hmm. like a candidate last year. Someone who was just great, basically at coverage and in the box, just a kind of all-around modern safety. You could do everything well, and just someone who was kind of bringing up Chargers defense into, you know, kind of from being kind of forgettable into being one that people are kind of getting excited about, especially because their linebacker core is probably one of their weaknesses. So his scheme flexibility ended up being a huge boon for them last year. Um, So definitely a huge loss there for the Chargers. I think they have enough depth and enough, uh, like, behind him and in their like their team as a whole that they'll probably still be contenders, but it's definitely a knock against them. And Lamar Miller, uh, you know, described often as the oatmeal of running backs, like, very okay at things that running backs have to be okay at. Like, he's a good blocker, and he gets three and a half yards to carry, and he can catch the ball, but not someone who's going to blow the world away. Um, and then I suppose, like, people are more excited now just because he's so... Functional that Duke Johnson who's obviously was traded for only a few like a mo like a few weeks like a month ago uh, That he is someone who obviously has the kind of he has the kind of splash plays to get people excited But he has never been a featured back We have no idea if he can carry that load and we may end up seeing like some random like Backup or end up there or they are a good candidate to sign like a free agent like JGI for example There's a few other injuries after the season like Avery Williams Williamson Tavon Young, Jermaine Kearse, who had a really grisly injury in week one of the preseason, and David Andrews, who apparently has some had some blood clots, blood clots uh, yeah. which was something that happened to Russell O'Koon recently as well. So
1: yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard he's out of the. I heard he's out of the the hospital now, but I haven't heard any yeah. update on him since then. Other yeah. uh, well, so like yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, like Williamson and Young are, are losses for those teams. Like Williamson was supposed to be like the kind of play caller for the Jets, so yeah. the defense is a bit questionable. Even more questionable doubt. Yeah,
1: no, of course, and uh, obviously continuing news on Cam Newton, who's got a foot sprain. They're hoping that he'll be ready for week one. It's one of these mid-foot sprains that no one knows whether it's going to be three days or twenty days. Apparently, he was out of the preseason throwing some passes, uh, which is a positive. But like, he wasn't suiting up or anything. Um, yeah, the like, rehabbing
0: from the shoulder injury that, that knocked him out last year. So yeah. <laughs> question marks. Uh, question marks uh, are plentiful in Carolina right
1: now. No, of course. Uh, Denver quarterback Drew Locke has got a thumb sprain, so they don't know what the story is here. Whether he'll have to go to IR or whether he'd be, you know, able to just tip around and be okay in a week or two. Cornerback uh, Robert Alpha Alfred is out for Arizona. Like Pat Peterson's already missing half the season, so that means that they're missing like both their starting cornerbacks now.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be pretty messy on the defense. But hey, maybe that gives more chances for exciting offense. Yeah, I don't think we believe that, but hey, yeah, optimistic. we'll see. But-
1: and uh, Green Bay's uh, Equiminius St. Brown has a high ankle sprain, uh, so he's out for four weeks. I see there's even a note here, Lala, Connor's pronunciation. I got that one right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. boy. Yeah,
0: maybe, I, maybe I'm trying to boost your confidence, you know? It's all reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good.
1: <laughs> so we'll move on to crime and punishment. What are they doing? It's probably felonies. Darius Philbin's been arrested on aggravated assault charges. He's apparently yeah, I threatened...
0: I definitely believe it's a felony.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I'm i always sometimes unsure about what's a felony, what's that, and I'm like, he, he threatened a strip club dancer with a gun, so you know, I'm guessing that's a felony. Um, yeah. He was immediately cut by Arizona. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so don't expect to see him anytime
1: soon. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, New England safety Patrick Chung likes cocaine. He got (laughs) caught with a load of it in his house. Uh, Apparently, the story behind this is the uh, house alarm was going off in his house. So the police called over to investigate. And in the course of investigating the alarm, found cocaine. Um, So as you can imagine, he's... They're gonna say no, it wasn't. You shouldn't be in my house, etc., etc., etc. But yeah, I don't think they're expecting the court date till next year. So probably nothing will happen this season on that one.
0: Yeah, but he played not guilty. So if this goes wrong, the could go quite wrong
1: for him. So yeah, of it's course. Yeah, uh, Cleveland wide receiver Antonio Calloway has been suspended for four games. It's substance abuse. Uh, like this is a fairly stacked wide receiver group in Cleveland, so they'd be able yeah. to survive. But it is a hit to kind of the idea of their like superstar just running everyone all over the place kind of approach.
0: Yeah, like he had like promising flashes last year, as, like because they were relying so much on these young receivers. But obviously, with OBJ there now, his opportunities were about to drop a lot, and he was basically uh, practicing with the reserves and this probably explains that, so he's going to have to do a lot of work to kind of get back in the good books of that new administration. Uh, and. We'll see if he manages to do that at some
1: point this season once he gets back. Yeah, of course. Dallas defensive end Robert Quinn has been suspended for two games for PEDs. Uh, They were expecting him to be missing with an injury, so it doesn't really affect them all that much. And uh, the big news, the big news, uh, New England wide receiver Josh Gordon has been conditionally reinstated. He's back at camp with the New England Patriots. He's off the non-football injury list and is uh, training away. Uh, So, yeah, good news for the Patriots.
0: Yes, hype, 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 hype. hype, hype. hype. Yeah, Sorry, uh, if you've any. We'll friends... we'll replicate Harry's levels of optimism and excitement. But uh, yeah, like Josh Gordon is a good player when he's playing. We'll see how long he's playing. Yeah, well, we hope he plays a long time because you know he's been suspended so much time for taking weed, which isn't that big a deal. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, his mental health stuff, that stuff, he doesn't even get sorted out, and that's why he's been out for the last while. But the weed thing
1: but yeah of course uh on to controversy corner antonio brown and his never-ending shite about this helmet uh so yeah they've rejected the helmet that he wants to wear they tested it and it didn't fall under the standards tried to do it again with a like uh some loophole related to the year of manufacturing or something yeah that was denied no. uh <laughs> yeah so he's like he's practicing another helmets complaining about them but then of course and I was kind of wondering why this wasn't the case stories out, going like there's loads and loads of custom helmet designers who are offering to fucking pay him and they'll just replicate the helmet that he had beforehand to make sure it passes the tests but yeah this is just this is more and more bizarre the more I hear about this
0: yeah well this this helmet is mine that's basically Mm. uh, there are many like it but this one is mine (laughs) Um, so the air shoot advantage, very important, everyone is familiar with uh, various different types of helmet design. It's like an old design, apparently based on like old technology, um, and there's basically a 10-year window um, for approval that once you're past that, you basically can't get approval. Mm-hmm. And I believe he then tried to find one that was less than 10 years old. But I believe like, the testing, which had got rid of it as well as the 10-year thing, mm-hmm. basically, well, no, this also fails the safety like requirements these days. So, no, you're not allowed to take it just because it happened to be manufactured in 2011. Like, And he, he went out of his way to get a helmet that was manufactured with this loophole since he put up like a Twitter post saying, I'll oh, give offering, you a signed yeah. jersey to get a helmet. Like. Yeah, A.B., he, he's going a bit uh, strange out there in Oakland. At the what, he, what, what, what
1: do you reckon, though? Like, maybe he's just got some huge sponsorship deal with uh, shut helmets. And, like, this is just, like, now every person in America who watches this sport knows, like, the best receiver in the game could only play in this incredible, like, air branded helmet kind of thing. Well,
0: well, anyone who has like one, who had one on eBay, probably, by like, pulled it and like double, doubled the price when, oh, 100%. <laughs> when this stuff took up. I like it, it, it was funny because obviously Antonio Brown was like, apparently, like obviously really peeved because he was willing to hold out effectively for it, uh, and then was complaining. Well, you know, and this was grandfathered in by the way for context. This is something he knew was going to happen last yeah. year, was warned about, and then had through a strop anyway. And then he started complaining, like, well, Aaron Rodgers has his helmet, Tom, and people were like, no, they have to use the new helmet, too. And he's like, you sure? And he basically checked, no, it's like, well, whatever, like, I'm, I'm still going I'm still kind to of grievance. Oh, I heard, yeah, I heard about
1: this, like, he, he, he complained about it, and then, like, the guys brought in a video on their phone of, like, this is Tom Brady playing in the new helmet, like, he has yeah. to do it, too.
0: Yeah, and Tom Brady has, com- I think he complained a little bit about it, but it's Tom Brady, like, he, yeah. he's too busy You know, he's too busy, you know, you have to get the precise amount of air out of balls that's still legal. That takes research and time in the preseason. you can't be spending that time away from the team. He's he's, he's Um, in the lab, (laughs) he's in the lab
1: the whole time, you know. Exactly.
0: Um, What is, like, you know, because you can do, yeah, he's researching exactly how much pressure could happen technically in natural conditions, Mm. and getting that exactly down right. But, yeah, this is just a bit of a mess, but I suppose it's been like the one interesting thing that's been on hard knock so far, so... I suppose we can thank him for that. Except for John Gruden's eternal horrible speeches.
1: Knock on wood.
0: You've got to end our dreams.
1: Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Oh, God. John Gruden is such a fucking dose. Uh, (laughs) LA Chargers running back Melvin Gordon is. Holdout is expected to go into the regular season. There's been no development on that. LA Chargers holding firm. Dallas running back Seek Elliott. Holdout continues. Uh, Team is optimistic, and there's been rumours flooding around. Like, Okay, so the rumour that was floating around said that they've made an offer to make him, like, one of the top two paid running backs, which is just... Like, don't fuck around the language. That's just saying you're offering to make him the second highest paid running back, right? There's no point in saying the top two. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so... And realistically, let's be honest, like, I think people are wary of giving out a deal uh, like they gave to Gurley again so maybe that's the best it is now it's going to be it's going to be terms I think are going to be the pushback here as we, how much money is guaranteed how many years it locks them down for and all that kind of stuff and how much is team optioned I think but yeah um, yeah
0: like as we kind of said already in previous episodes like this seems to be more of a You know, Orbeez are underpaid. He's done a lot of media stuff saying Orbeez need to be respected, like they're carrying, like they're back to carrying teams and Mm. lots of stuff that. But to be fair, and to be fair, like his fitness is an issue, his personality is definitely an issue. Mm. Uh, But, you know, hanging out in Cabo, training a Marshall Falk. I don't know how good of a prep it is but I assume if he did come back he would probably still be fine so yeah. the Cowboys are probably comfortable pushing this as far as they can yeah
1: my only concern would be like I could, I could probably see from his perspective if you're sitting there and you're going I'm carrying this team and that fucking quarterback is asking for 40 million and these guys are <laughs> fighting me over making it 15 like would they get f-
0: come on Car, Reddit told me that that's just a negotiating tactic from the team to leak the 40 million
1: no I think it's a negotiating tactic from him Because I think if he leaks 40 million, then it's easier for them to say that they won by getting him down to 33. Okay, we're
0: going to have to ask Reddick, Connor. I don't know. Okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, Washington's offensive tackle, Trent Williams, is still refusing to play, um, and rightly so. Like No one wants to play with that trash bag of an organization. Trade rumors are flying, but no one knows what's going to happen about it. And uh, Jadavian Clanny was apparently going to end his holdout this week, uh, but now says he won't because... He had only just found out about trade rumors, which is horseshit. Uh, Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, no, but I think I think he like it's an unusual situation because um, he can't get any new contract negotiation because he's on the tag when he signs it. But as long as he doesn't sign the tag, he can meet other teams. He was meeting like the Miami Brass recently. He can do whatever the hell he wants. So it's only once he signs a tag that they can actually trade him. So mm. I think he's kind of yeah. I think he fired his agent. So obviously he,
1: he did. Yeah, and there was a lot of agents sniffing he's, around.
0: He's prepping for something fairly big, I imagine. And on the Trent Williams thing, it's it's worth noting that like like Trent Williams, is like I'm not going to play for you. The Mizzougers are like, well, we're not going to trade you, and are apparently like not taking any calls. But like he's uh, he's still going to be their salary cap probably. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously like super pissed. So. Well,
1: Mazungus, you don't have any chances here. Just get it done, like. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what about the direct trade of Mazungu send Trent Williams and Houston send Jadavian Clowney?
0: Uh, I think that would be fine. Uh, yeah, I think that would be fine. It also, it's, it's, it's a very it's
1: a very Mazungu's move to like you know get rid of your like good left tackle, bring in a like basically trade away an asset, although it's an asset they can't get anything out of, for, like, a one-year contract with, like, a kind of, you know, a, a, almost like a display piece a pass rusher for a team that's going nowhere, who will just leave the team in a year's time?
0: Yeah, it's, well, it's, yes, yeah, the Mzungas, but mm. that, that, that could, that is kind of the kind of stupid thing that could definitely happen. I don't know if Clowney would want to do that, so that the Mzungas would have to be bringing a big, a big, big bowl load of money to him to get him to agree to that, I imagine. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, other bits of news: Former running back Cedric Benson dies at 36 in a motorcycle accident. And wide receiver coach for Pittsburgh, uh, Daryl Drake, has also died too. Um, this is obviously very sad news. Uh, I remember Benson playing actually, which was uh, yeah, was not that long he, uh, ago Yeah, he, he, was, he was Cincinnati only, and Green Bay and a few
0: other places like that. Yeah. He was much, he was a much better college player, but
1: yeah, yeah. I heard to He, was, he was one of like the all-time Texas players, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously Pittsburgh wide receiver coach uh, Daryl Drake dying. So there's a there's a lot of uh, comments from uh, wide receivers currently there and wide receivers who had worked with them in the past and sound like a like a good guy as well. Uh, kicker Chandler Catanzaro has retired. Uh, <laughs> Your Jets join thee, please, oh God, please, please let us find someone who can kick the ball. Uh, was it the Jets who were offering the women's soccer team player a, con- a contract to come out and yeah, play in the fourth I, I preseason? I believe that.
0: I think it was the Jets. Uh, it was either the Jets or the Bears. Anyway, They're all in that kind of desperation club. and Minnesota thought they were right, but uh, maybe they been going <laughs> to pull them back in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the current clubhouse leader in the Jets... Besides, you know, a uh, female, like, like someone who had one, one, one viral video of them kicking a field goal from 50 yards uh, is Taylor Berthelais, who apparently was okay in game three of the preseason. So, yeah, at least, as, as long as the Jets don't do the Bears thing of having like 19 different kickers and like having them have like a game show gauntlet of them to like build up their confidence, I think they'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, and, Eddie Piniero was the winner of that, so maybe maybe they'll be the ones proven right. But no, yeah, of I course, don't
1: think so to be honest. Yeah, and uh, if anyone's watched Hard Docs this week, they'll know about the uh, unusual Week Three game between Oakland and Green Bay. So they played the preseason game up in Canada, and uh, they decided that they didn't. So the pitch was normally a shorter pitch used for something else. So they had to move it out for the game and they didn't like the replacement divots that had gone in for the field goal markers and stuff so they didn't think the end zones were good enough. So they decided to play it on an 80 yard pitch instead and have, uh, have end zones on the playing field so no one had to use the actual end zone. Even though
0: Hey, hey NFL, why don't you like, visit these fields before you give them games? You know, yeah. like Mexico happened last year, it's oh, not yeah. that hard like find like you know like a few k down the back of your pants roger and send someone there to yeah. see if it's suitable
1: it's just ridiculous like um but Probably yeah still
0: better than the mizungus field, though but
1: anyway. yeah or that one where was it was it was it the titans pitch that had like the ring of concrete outside of the, that took out a couple of players Oh yeah, that was yeah. Rams, was the Rams. Wasn't it? Oh, the Rams old one. Yeah, yeah. That was it. It was just ridiculous. So I suppose with that, we're going to move on to our uh, early season predictions. Our premature congratulations. So perfect. We're going to have a quick look through some of these. So we'll start with, I suppose, we'll say the good awards, the positive awards. So uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, I decided to go with Earl Thomas. I think. Sitting in a nice scheme there, uh, good potential for growth, like the look of that defense, and he's got a good story. People like him to start with quite a lot, uh, and yeah, it would just be I think it'll be a pretty pretty good one for him. What about you?
0: Yeah, like I'm going with Cam Newton mostly because like, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will do well, so he's probably the best quarterback candidate. Mm. Um, like I think Earl Thomas, I would love to see Earl Thomas have a great year in in. in, in, in with the Ravens, like yeah. I, like I don't I don't blame Earl Thomas whatsoever for like he's always a passionate guy and he was getting like screwed over a little bit in the contract stuff. So I don't yeah. mind. I'd love to see him do well. But Cam Newton, if Cam Newton has a good season, which I think he's capable of, despite the injury worries, if he gets over those, I think he'll be a shoe in uh, to get that. Based on how bad he was, like you know the shoulder injury was at the end of last year. Very good breakout player of the year for you. I have Dalvin Cook, mm. which I think. I think mostly this is actually a scheme change. Like they brought in uh, the Kubiak system, which is kind of related to the Shanahan system. Very like zone running scheme has a lot of good uh, has a really good track record in the league. And I think Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy, has shown himself to be a very explosive running back. So I think he could be someone who people are excited about. I could definitely see having like a really good year, being like one of the top five running backs this year.
1: Yeah, no, of course. I've gone for uh, Michael Gallup, of the Dallas Cowboys. I like the Dallas Cowboys this year. I think they're going to do quite well. Uh, I think particularly the tail end of last season and into that uh, postseason game, he had a great uh, performance. And I think with Amari Cooper there kind of take the top off and t- draw the cornerback ones he's in a really nice position to get it and I also think that the type of kind of routes that he runs are the kind of ones that will work well with Prescott so yeah. I just think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of targets available because I don't think Witten's really going to be catching all that much and stuff so yeah. I think and they lost
0: Cole Beasley so that's another big thing yeah so on. like
1: I just think he's just going to be a sponge for targets so uh, he's, he's one to keep an eye out if you're drafting in a fantasy league that you're not Against me, and please. Uh, <laughs> okay, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going for David Montgomery. I like the fit in the scheme. I think they're going to feed him a lot. And I just, like, I agree with who you're going for on the probabilities yeah. of where it's going to go. But I just, I think David Montgomery will have more success than your choice.
0: Yeah, like, like you know, I don't think it will be quite as good as the pair last year of Saquon and Baker, but maybe... Uh, I, for probability-wise, I'm expecting the, the Baker this year, Kyler Murray, to end up getting it if they both have good years. And I think even if Denver had a really good year, if Kyler Murray had a decent year, he would probably still get it. I think just like the hype around him, they're obviously going to try and make him into a superstar anyway. And as long as the offense puts up lots of points, despite the fact the team overall were pretty bad, then I imagine he'll he'll have lots of highlight plays to get national media attention. That'll be enough to get offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, year.
1: yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, he's he's, he's got to have the exposure, so if, if he performs, he's got it. Uh, defensive well, Rookie of the Year for you?
0: I have Devin Bush, the linebacker in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. getting a lot of hype right now. We mm-hmm. know how Pittsburgh loves their linebacker core. Um, obviously, they're seeing him almost as a new... Well, they're hoping he can turn into the new Shazier over there. Mm-hmm. And I think Pittsburgh are the type of team that if their defense perks up, then people are going to ask, well, what what's different this year? Why have they suddenly got back to what traditional Pittsburgh defense is all about? I think Devin Bush will get a lot of credit for that if that happens. So no, I definitely could see him getting enough, having kind of like a Luke Keatley type season to oh. kind of get that attention, even though obviously we know pass rushers have a little bit of a advantage here.
1: Yeah, no, because I had a I, I was considering Devin Bush, but then I was kind of going. Like, I always find that Pittsburgh defense, like they've got talent and they underperform a lot. Uh, I've gone with Nick Bosa just because like, you know, his brother did very well. All reports are he looks as good as him. There's the injury concern there, but they reckon he's 50-50 to start in week one. And he's going to be in rotation with a load of other good pass rushers. So I think that he's going like, to... If, if anyone's going to be able to get quick results, it's going to be someone who's going to have two other people who are going to be supporting. Like, Where's the rush coming from?
0: Yeah, so Josh Allen's getting a
1: lot of hype right now, so maybe yeah, yeah, it's the,
0: probably they all He's probably the
1: second one I had. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, because basically Offensive Player of the Year, is not a real award. It just goes to the MVP. <laughs> um, I think we're in agreement on this one, right? Uh,
0: uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it has to be. There's no one else like. like there's, there's people who I think like it would be really interesting if we had like second best defensive player of the year award. <laughs> but yeah, I think Aaron Donald has to be. Viewed as the the leader for this one, yeah?
0: Yeah, he's like, J.J. Watt. but can stay healthy, so there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. impressive. Uh, MVP, who you got?
0: Yeah, this is like, like I definitely would probably, like, probably was go with your one, but obviously, based on the predictions we're we'll going to make later about the outcome of this season, mm. I'm expecting a really big season from New Orleans. And I think Drew Brees finally gets the recognition he's deserved as a, oh, is he going to retire this year? Maybe we need to give him an MVP. Uh, so I'm going Drew Brees this
1: year. Yeah. I go with Pat Mahomes just because, you know, why
0: not? Yeah. Like
1: uh, basic, Well, basically, <laughs> all like statistically, I know he's going to probably regress. Even a regress version could be good enough for the MVP thing. But, like, everything I'm reading online for every fucking journalist's analysis about the Chiefs' opportunities this year are... Well, you know uh, that was a really powerful offense they had, and that was caused because of the defense, which you know basically has probably just gotten worse this year. And I don't think they seem to realize how bad the defense was last year. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if he'll have the need or the the game situations to need to do as much as he did last year. But uh, hey, fuck it. If you got a good chance to back someone to do a double, why not do it? You know, uh, top long snapper. Uh, I've gone. For two reasons, I've gone for Zach Duosi. Right, one, great name. <laughs> two, <laughs> New York Giants. If there is any long snapper who's going to get a shitload of work because our offense can't do shit this year, it's Zach Duosi.
0: Yeah, and he's definitely got like yeah that kind of mid nineties rocker type of name. I do like that. Yeah. But I've gone for uh, former Air Force. Uh, cadet or whatever austin cutting who have, was drafted in the seventh round of the 2019 draft by the minnesota vikings now the minnesota vikings record with special teams choices isn't great but i'm gonna give that young man a great opportunity to get those balls out with a lot of velocity and on time he's gonna he's gonna snap a ball you can set your watch to boy and that's gonna be exactly what the minnesota needs to win all the games this year
1: yeah So we're going to move on to our not-so-good-player awards. The first one is the come-on-their-back player, the worst defensive back in the league. Uh, I've gone for Josh Norman, just because I think he's been slipping, particularly versus the contract he was given. Hasn't impressed me in a while. He definitely doesn't seem that interested in playing for the Mazungus, and I think they are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. So I think he's going to get picked on a lot as well. So I just... Yeah, like... I'm just I'm not impressed with that their defense top to bottom so I just imagine yeah
0: yeah and I'm going with Akello Witherspoon um, partially because I've talked like in the last preview episode about how bad the San Francisco secondary is and He's probably the one who has the most chance to actually play throughout the year. Uh, and also, as so I can going to make a joke about he's going to give away more cheap yards and cheap pints. Than just <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, the Tom Cable Award for Excellent in Losing Penalty Yards. So this is for the person who think might generate the uh, largest amount of penalties. Uh, so who have you gone for?
0: Uh, I've gone for a classic here. I don't know if he's going to play enough to get it, but Fonte is perfect. He's a he's an expert in the field. So in Oakland, he has a chance to kind of reclaim his ground and uh, get rack up those penalty penalty yards for roughing the passer. You know, face mask. You know, just general scumbagery, uh, which is his forte.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I've gone for uh, also a bit of an keep to leap. Uh loudmouth, fighty, and. You know what I used to say about, that's why you don't put a sorry receiver like Crabtree on me?
0: <laughs> oh, You're p- it's like 20 penalty flags. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they're back in the same division, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're back together now. Oh, uh, baby!
1: I think I've found the winner for this
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Now, it will probably end up being an offensive lineman, but...
1: Yeah, it almost, it almost always ends up being an offensive lineman, but uh, yeah, we'll see. And uh, Jamarcus Award for the biggest hype train crash. Yeah, I think we're both on this one. Uh, Arizona, Kyler and Cliff.
0: Yeah, like I'm, uh, like you have Arizona in general, but I think the defense is so bad, no one's expecting anything. But uh, yeah, the offensive experiment, were like I'm willing to say, it could very easily be in our face. But I think that a year ago might have been the time to bring this stuff in, because as I said in the last preview. Um, I think KC brought the the air raid offense into the league, and everyone's been studying up. But now you have, I think, uh, a coach who's less diver- like less uh, diverse than Andy Reid, and a quarterback who there's lots of question marks around. Like, I, he'll still be offensive for rookie of the year because he just needs to get like four thousand yards. But mm. like, it's not going to be. There's going to be a lot of interceptions to go with it, basically. No,
1: of course. And like that, the other thing as well, realistically, is I'm not seeing. There's not a huge amount of ones that have a hype building around them that aren't kind of expected, you know? Like, I was contemplating possibly that, like, there's so much talk about this New England uh, new revamped offense with, like, have you noticed that they've got, like, five wide receivers who are taller than six foot three and all that kind of stuff? And, like, it's all this kind of. But this is the thing, there's, there's not been any of those major, kind of, like, oh, this is the big thing this offseason outside of this new Arizona pairing, really.
0: Um, yeah, like this has just been such a such a huge like difference over any other team. Like I don't, yeah. There's like very few other teams that either have a track. Like there's no other teams that lacking a track record. It's like maybe the Browns if you were feeling frisky, and obviously it's the Browns, so anything could happen. But I think we have we we believe in that project. Yeah, we definitely don't believe in this one. No, just not, yeah.
1: Yeah. well, like we said, like there's this potential for, it, but not in the first year. Okay, low expectations award the Sanchise, This is where we have to. Uh, Ex- kind of extrapolate what we think the, the, the uh, most embarrassing moment that's going to happen this year will be so you've gone for one that's already happened
0: yeah I'm calling out the Indianapolis Colts fans for being assholes and look Connor they're drunk they're watching a preseason game it's terrible but like Andrew Luck is a nice guy like if you boo Peyton Manning I'd be like okay but Andrew <laughs> Luck seems like a genuinely nice guy no fault of his own, and, you know, just wants to go backpacking with his wife and, you know, set up more book clubs across Germany, I assume. So I just, you know, it's just, just a dick move to a nice guy, and, you know, I, I can kind of understand, but people will remember that, I think. And, yeah. you, know, you know, you've know, you had 20 years of, like, franchise quarterbacking, and so if you have 20 years of being the Mzungus, you know, don't come crying to us when karma does that to you, bitch.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Uh, my most embarrassing moment... I, I was talking with this idea that maybe it's going to be the quarterback situation for Washington. Because I think... I th- like, I, I, I should have checked this up before the show. And they're going to triple swap, like... Yeah, I've actually, I've like... I, I, I can see them swapping and swapping and swapping. And like we said, I also reckon that they're going to be a good candidate for them losing... Uh, Losing their coach mid-season as well. Oh yeah, That's um, definitely gonna happen. that. Like
0: I can. Like just, he, he. He's already basically joked
1: about that. Yeah, like uh, I. Like what I'd love to do is most amount of, of quarterbacks to play and play for a team in a single.
0: Oh, season. I feel like the Browns must have broke down at some point, or very close to it. Like, uh, but I think it's like it's like Case Keenum, Colt McCoy will probably get a second go if he's, he's his injuries cleared up. And then Dwayne Haskins. And then they'll put in Dwayne Haskins. He'll flame out. And then they'll go back and forth and just be so bad. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just such an awful situation over there. And it's the Mazungu So anything that could make that situation worse, I think you're right, will probably go worse. Yeah. I can't, I, I, we can't even possibly imagine uh, the ways that the Mazungus are going to fuck this up this year.
1: Yeah. So, like, I think, I think the record, from what I can see in my initial searching, is uh five quarterbacks to start games now the only major difference here is that they're not going to make the postseason so they have to do this in 16 games but i can definitely see them like ending up hiring extra quarterbacks and ending up putting them in Uh, they were
0: pretty close last year to be honest yeah uh
1: so next up we have our guess what the worst quote of the year is going to be so uh what's yours
0: I'm uh, John for Jay. What do you say, Mark? Uh, coming from Dan Snyder ah. of the uh, John Gruden for Jay Gruden, the trade of the century. Oh yeah,
1: uh, I've actually also gone for a little bit of something similar. So I've got a uh, John Gruden coming out to the media and saying, "Damn it, Peterman deserves this shot as starter." Uh, he's been talking up Peterman for pretty much the whole off season. Really hyped for getting him in there, and if you look at their like their body language and how they interact with each other on hard knocks and stuff, like, like it is so clear that John Cruden just does not like Derek Carr and has nothing to say to him outside of football. Yeah, so uh, hopefully
0: this quotes in the context of some hilarious Derek Carr trade to some other team,
1: oh, like yeah. Tennessee
0: or something. No, 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 no.
1: This is when Derek Carr gets traded to Washington <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah, their seventh be, starting quarterback.
0: Well, that be like. Oh my God, I mean, like, because they, they obviously
1: have Alex Mitchell on the books, so it's mm. like, oh my God. Uh, uh, and finally, the Keeping the Homeless Warm Award for the Dumpster Fire of the Year. Uh, yeah, so you've gone for? I'm going for the Mzungas. I think that's gonna go so fucking bad.
0: Like, it's just
1: gonna be hilarious. I'm with you on that, uh, but because I already talked about that in the Sanchez and a few other <laughs> places, I kind of thought I should go for something else. I'm going for an outsider one. I'm going for Pittsburgh, possibly. Uh, the Yeah, so they are like, they are a team that I've said beforehand I have some issues with the kind of mindset that they've been building and the way that they coach the players, the kind of tribalism against anyone who wants to take a stand against them. We've seen they get very ill-disciplined at times, even their coach fucking tripping a player in mid-game, things like that. almost every year we've had stories coming out of like oh he said to like get rid of the ping pong tables because the lads aren't taking it seriously like I don't think they've got a good system in place there and I could see if they start to lose a couple of games like it's easy to get past difficulties like that when you're kind of cruising to winning 70% of the time out of your division if they start to lose to the Browns and to the Cincinnati Bengals and to the Ravens and stuff like that I could see them imploding
0: yeah, especially because you know their quarterback isn't quite known for being someone for mending fences and keeping people happy.
1: Yeah, he goes also, on his one, local radio station and throws
0: hilarious, his. Sorry, one small hilarious factoid about the Mzungus, Um it's apparently they have the most highly paid offense this year. So, uh,
1: wow. take that. And well, so they're paying like twelve quarterbacks, aren't they? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> there. Fair enough. So we are going for our high expectation awards. Uh, so our surprise package team, the team that you think is going to do much better than you were expecting.
0: Yeah, like, I, I don't know if this is really qualified, but I, I was kind of really struggling to find a team that's in the kind of bottom half who I think will do well. But I'm going to go for Minnesota. I have them penned in for, like, a comeback year, obviously due to their superior long snapping primarily. Oh. Um, but
1: Long snapping yeah. and multifaceted kicking.
0: Like, I, I'd be very worried about them when they get to the playoffs, because I think... They're just not very good at that. Um, but I do feel like they are a team that could definitely have a bounce-back season. Whether that's enough to actually... Like, it's such a tough division. I don't know even if that'll be enough to in the playoffs. But I think they will look a lot better than they did last year anyway. And they might get a whole season of decent Kirk Cousins play.
1: No, of course. Uh, Houston, uh, It's it like I said in our preview section, I think the superstars are there. I think the depth isn't. So I think they need to have things go right on injuries. Um...
0: Yeah, now they're a huge variance team. Yeah. Like, they could really do anything.
1: Yeah, and I think particularly now with uh, with uh, Luck away from the
0: Colts, like, they might like- know- Like the Sean Watson's up here and everyone else is like down here in that division and it's, it's,
1: yeah. yeah. So we'll just, we'll, we'll, I think, I think it definitely gives them a chance and it might even put them into more of a kind of win now mode with a bit of pushing around of uh, like what they can do with some of these possible late second trades or picking up a few bits and pieces. Okay, so AFC champion, we are in agreement, are we?
0: Yeah, we're going for KC. Uh, Uh, If you want to know how we got to these results, listen to our season previews, division by division season previews for the 2019 season. Yeah, they'll be the last Uh, four
1: episodes that are up there. uh, So you can go in and check out your team and what we make of them. Uh, NFC Championship, I've gone for Green Bay and you've gone for? New Orleans. Ah, very good, very good. And uh, I've got Kansas City winning the Super Bowl and you've got?
0: New Orleans. It happens. Like I, I, I went all in this one, you know. I suppose by the way the last few seasons are gone, they should go out. They should lose the Super Bowl. But I'm gonna believe that Drew Brees can get it done, get that second ring.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're a good team. <laughs> they're a good team. They'll, uh, they'll make a valiant runner up.
0: Uh, find tinder for the KC Fire. <laughs>
1: but yeah. So we'll have a look at some questions from you, the listeners. Okay, so the first question comes in from Siobhan, and she says, what team would do the best if all the starting quarterbacks were removed? So I'm guessing Siobhan is a Colts fan, and with the loss of Andrew Luck, is now wondering, well, what if this happened to everyone else? What would happen? Um, I suppose there's two ways of looking at this. This is either who's got the most functional backup quarterback, or... Who will be able to scheme around it with either the best stable of running backs or putting wide receivers in or whatever? Uh, so, what what do you reckon? Like, I think yes, there's some. Like, I think there's some that definitely don't like. I think New England. They've shown that they've yeah. been good with backups, but I think they drop off because well, they, it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah, well, they have their little yeah, Stidham guy who everyone's getting a little hyped up about. Like, I kind of look through like all of the teams, and there's no one that really. Like there's no one really that I would be that confident in. So you're kind of looking at like right now, there's kind of cheat answers. So the cheating answer I'm just going to say is the Giants because obviously Daniel Jones, the hype in the preseason has grown while Eli is still the nominal starter. So if Eli were to go down, the Giants would be in the best situation. Well, I think, well right no, now. because
1: to be honest, if I think about it, I'd take I'd take the Saints. I'd say Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. With That's probably a
0: more fair and reasonable answer. With, but, uh, with,
1: with that run game and that defense.
0: There's a huge question over Teddy, but yeah, I think yeah. they could at least be, still be solid.
1: Who's the backup with for the Rams? Because I'm just guessing that it's like, we'll will imagine. Oh, who's the backup
0: for the Rams? Yeah, think about it, Connor. It's the bus. The bus of Bortles. The Bortles. Oh, That's the, the Rams bus. Oh. Just yeah. the Rams, you're right, the Rams. Okay, well, Siobhan, there is only one correct answer. It is the LA Rams, with yeah. the Blake Bortles bus, QED. Uh, so thank yeah. you. Uh, we've solved that for you. Fantastic. Yeah, so
1: that'll, that'll, that'll be good. Uh, <laughs> next up, Kian wants to know who's our fantasy sleeper pick for 2019. I had a great answer for this. It was Darwin Thompson, and now everyone's copped on to that, and they're all drafting ahead. I got him in the 14th round, I think. Uh, yeah, in our draft I, and I was like ah oh, mad happy about that <laughs> and now he's going in like the ninth, 10th round yeah like,
0: that's such a, like, such a pain in the butt to be yeah. honest um like I- I'll give you like two like one like who's kind of mid- like I think Tevin Coleman's going to have a really good season for mm. San Francisco I think yeah he'll probably be sharing some time with Breda and perhaps McKinnon though McKinnon's knee apparently is broke again flared up again um, but I think that Shanahan system is really open. So if you're looking for, if you don't get like a, a stud running back in the first round rounds, I think you need someone to look at. If you're looking for a flyer, um, you can't go much worse than like you've got a lot of interest with like someone like Tony Pollard, who obviously with the way Ezekiel Ellison playing, holdout could happen, major upside there. But even if Elliott comes back, don't be surprised if they try to put Pollard in a more of a third round. third. Down back row to mm-hmm. kind of make a little bit of a point about Elliot. Maybe mm-hmm. when they get to the business end of the season, that'll change. But I think early on they might throw in a bit more Pollard than you'd expect um, to try and mix things up there. Yeah. And obviously, if you have Elliot, he's probably the handcuff, so probably reasons there too. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a few ones like I think uh, Williams for the cheese is sliding now because of the Thompson hype. So like, if you can get him late in a second round or something or even if he falls as far as the top of the third that's good value there because uh, he will be the lead back at the start of the year and he was looking very fresh in the preseason um, as I mentioned actually my breakout player Michael Gallup I think is a good uh, is a good pickup as well yep. uh, normally falling I think into like the seventh. Somewhere around there, is it? Or yeah, yeah, he's
0: fairly far, far down. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cheap,
1: though. Yeah, so it's, uh, those, those would be pretty good ones. I'd obviously say if you've got, if you've got yourself a dynasty league, uh, snag yourself some Andrew Luck there in the late rounds. Uh, <laughs> hold on to him. He might well be back. It'd be no harm. Uh, the, the, the big value which uh, Harry will be boasting about now if he was on the podcast today would be... Uh, he managed to get himself some Josh Gordon action in the fourteenth or fifteenth round. Oh, it was
0: earlier than that because uh, we'll we won't go into the whole history of the draft as that happened. But uh, we were doing two auto draft teams based on some metrics, and the metrics basically forced him into taking Josh Gordon. I think like a f- three or four rounds earlier than he was expecting to. Oh. Uh, I believe he took. Yeah, sorry, it was thirteenth round, but I think he was expecting to take him in like the fifteenth or later.
1: No, of So it was don't. a little bit earlier than expected
0: because the Vore, the value of a replacement apparently loves a little bit of Josh Burton
1: as well. Yeah, no, of course. But uh, yeah, so those are a couple of sleepers for you. Uh, and just overall, like, to be honest, once you get to the 14th or 15th round, no mm-hmm. one really knows what they're doing. Just pick the lads with the funniest names. like Just, yeah. just, just pick pick like something so. and just use it as a reason. Uh,
0: like our, our Sega Whiteside.
1: <laughs> pretty class. Um, but yeah, have fun. We're actually starting all of our drafts, uh, well, the rest of our drafts, uh, kicking off tomorrow so that'll be a bit of fun uh so i suppose we'll move on and take a look at our picks for week one of football hype excellent okay so uh we'll start with the opening game green bay at chicago obviously a bit of a change around they're going to do green bay at chicago rather than having the defending uh super bowl champions because it is the 100th year of the nfl
0: yeah celebration of football 100 years of football yeah yeah.
1: So uh, interesting. Chicago
0: field history, blah blah blah. Yeah. So freezing. Soldier
1: Field, not Chicago. <laughs> Soldier Field. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we actually we disagree in the first game. I think Chicago are going to take it, and you think Green Bay are going to take it.
0: Yeah, which is funny because you have Green Bay going to the Super Bowl. But anyway, like uh... yeah, start slow. <laughs> uh, I like I like I'm actually pretty high in Green Bay this year. I'm also high in Chicago, but I kind of feel like. Um, in an early in early innings, I think Chicago might be finding their way a little bit more. Obviously, they have a new running back core. Um, I think the wide receiver core is still pretty questionable. Where I think, like I Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur are looking to kind of get started quickly. And I think Aaron Rodgers, if you're talking about someone who can get hot on an instant, I think Aaron Rodgers is better at that. And I think the defense for Green Bay should be not as good as Chicago but it's a lot closer than it was last year so I think it should be a close game I think this is like a coin toss but I give it to Green Bay here mm. just because of the Aaron Rodgers factor if he's
1: Still, the Aaron Rodgers we expected, Yeah, we got. Well, I'd be thinking like the Matt Nagy kind of impact on this, the kind of the prepping and building everything in and changing up the systems, very Andy Reid style kind of approach to the opening games. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, I did forget the Andy Reid the first game. It's the Super Bowl. Approach. Oh, oh yeah, well, it's, also, it's,
1: well, it's basically give Andy Reid extra time to prepare, and you're fucked. Give him an entire off season, and he will come out firing on all <laughs> cylinders. Um, so I could see that. Like I, I also think I think this will be a great great game as well I think it'll be really exciting to watch Uh, so I will be I think that's one I'll be getting up in the morning to watch given the time difference to here so that'll be interesting (laughs) Uh, getting up at 5am for a beer and watching the Green Bay Chicago game yeah well 5am at least you can get up for it rather than
0: like stay up for it like yeah
1: no it's true and next up we got Kansas City at Jacksonville we're going for Kansas City across the board yeah I think start probably pretty fast Jacksonville will look improved but I don't think even at home they're going to be up for that firepower straight off the bat.
0: I'm intrigued by Jacksonville, but I think Kansas City, Bill, like as we say, Andy Reid likes to come out flying, and I think Pat Mahomes will be looking to prove any smidgen of a dad that's out there that he can't replicate what he did last year.
1: Yeah, no, of course. And next up is your pick of the week, Atlanta at Minnesota. These are two very exciting teams.
0: Yes, yeah, so these are two teams who also are coming off a very disappointing 2018. both looking to kind of get back into the playoffs um both with rosters that haven't really changed over too much um but which are stacked with talent at nearly every level of them i think the big change that they both made ironically in the offseason was their offensive lines like i think uh, n- multiple draft picks going on here multiple free agent pickups so they'll both be hoping obviously for a major turnaround there um so i think on the atlanta side we kind of know who atlanta are um, they have like like Except that hopefully they can run better with, uh, with, with with Devonta Freeman because of the approved OL. But I think otherwise it's, it's the same. And they're hoping, I suppose, that with their like all their defensive starters back after such a bad injury bug last year, that they'll be closer to the you know a good defense than the absolute terrible defense there were for Minnesota. As I said, Dalvin Cook, I'm expecting big things from this year. And I think with that new offense, um, basically, which Stefanski is the OC, but really it's. It, it, Really, it's implementing the zone running scheme. I think they can really rack up the yards and that's basically the kind of game Mike Zimmer wants to play. So I think Minnesota can stifle Atlanta enough and get enough yards because I think the offense should bounce back from what was a disappointing back half of the season. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins Hopefully has improved a bit um, That they can get this done But I think you know, This is another coin toss game And a great way to open uh, A great game to have In the early state of games
1: Yeah, no, of course Next up, Tennessee at Cleveland What I would like to refer to As the most boring offseason Versus the most exciting offseason This year uh, We've both got Cleveland Because Let's be honest Very excited about Cleveland Completely Neutral on Tennessee Just, Just Just don't care about the Titans
0: Yeah, like Baker is like all swag, all fun, and then you look at Mariota or perhaps Ryan Tannen, and you're like, "God, please, just no!" Like, there, like Mariota is going to be like the basically the definition of a marginal starter going in and out of starting jobs throughout his career. Well done, a big conservative, but yeah, unless he ru- unless he's allowed to run, he's just not good enough.
1: No, of course. Uh, the battle for second place in the NFC in the AFC <laughs> East starts early. Buffalo at the New York Jets. Uh, we both got the Jets in this one. Like, I think my feeling on it is just the Jets are a bit more exciting. They've got the run game. They've got a couple of nice receiving weapons outside, even though they're missing the tight end for the first couple of games. They were getting good production out of the rookie. Buffalo have some exciting pieces but don't seem as complete. they got a good defense, but I don't trust their offense.
0: Yeah, like, I'm really... Like, like they've made a lot of changes to their offense, but I look at it all and you're like, yeah, Cole Blesley is like not going to fix everything. and Like, Josh Allen's going to run around for like 15 minutes and it'll be fun to watch occasionally, but it's not enough to run a modern on offense.
1: No, of course not. And uh, next up, we have Baltimore at Miami. We've both gone yeah. to Baltimore. <laughs> My God, yeah. Miami. Miami yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. like, uh, oh, like, like, even if they win the sweepstakes and get clowny, are they not just a weird collection of players rather than a football team? Yeah, they're
0: just yeah, they're broken, like, I, I, like, you know, they got the new head coach, maybe he can do some miracles, but the experience of those New England guys coming in is that they, they, they do a lot of turnover in year one, and maybe it comes together towards the end of the year, but yeah, like, you know, Fitzmagic isn't really going to get it done, um, and yeah, Baltimore should be a, a solid team. Like, I think, we, I think we kind of talk about Baltimore be having a weakness, with, which good teams can exploit, but Miami are not a good team, and their defense is not good, so I'm not worried
1: about that. No. Washington and Philadelphia, uh, we've both got Philly here. Washington, we've talked about already. They are a trash team full of trash people. And Alex Smith and uh, Philadelphia are a talented team who are probably going to do very well this year. And, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think there's much more to said about that one. uh, A team win. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see who is suiting up for the Mzungus? Uh, see if more people decide to just stop playing. Um, yeah, this one's a f- potentially interesting one. The LA Rams at the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's a game that you're kind of like, well, there's question marks, obviously, about the Rams. Obviously, that Super Bowl, will there be a hangover from that? A huge question marks over Gurley and his knees um, and such. But then you look over at Carolina and you're like, okay, they have question marks, but, like, The quarterback like who carries his franchise for so long, Cam Newton, starts off with a dodgy shoulder that takes all off-season to basically get healed, and to be honest, the indications were he wasn't really, like they would probably have the kick gloves on, and now he picks up another injury um, that would reduce his mobility, and you're kind of like, okay, given that if Cam Newton isn't allowed to play Cam Newton way, I just think the Rams have enough to get this done, even away from home.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, as, as they're saying, if they're worried about injuries to Cam, this is not the like offensive, or the, the, the the defensive line that you want them uh, sitting across from. You know, this is not where you want to start that season. Uh, next up, we have Indianapolis at the LA Chargers. Well, picking this game, I think, just got a lot more... Simple. Yeah, this is a lot easier now. <laughs> the Chargers. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, at home, theoretically. yeah uh,
1: <laughs> It's got a new they're, name out, they're, isn't they're it. It's like the the,
0: the, 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 the the like Gilded
1: Woodland Medical Center Stadium yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> like at least the like the, the sponsor last year was something you couldn't remember. That was at least okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Um to be honest, I was I was nearly still gonna take India in this one, but uh, I think early season chargers will be fine. They'll pick up about
0: three injuries during this game <laughs> and then uh, they'll be back to the They world. haven't become a bad team, Conor. You can't wish it, so it's not going to happen.
1: No, no, no. Cincy uh, at Seattle. We've both gone for Seattle. Uh, you think Cincy are going to be a trash fire this year? I don't. I just think Seattle are going to be able to do it.
0: Yeah, at home, I expect Seattle can get it done. But, yeah, I thought like even in your wildest extreme of how you do, you're seeing them as like a, like an average team. And I think... Like, Seattle, there's definitely question marks, but I don't know if this is the team to explode them, especially with AJ Green out at the moment. Yeah, well,
1: that, like, that's what's on it for me, is it, like, their main receiving threat's gone. Whereas if he was there and they had the line working and mixing, I was like, yeah, I think it would be a closer match than I think some people would think it would be. Next up, the uh, New York Giants at Dallas. Uh, yeah, Dallas all the way on this one, I think.
0: Yeah, Daniel Jones, Watch... Game one, uh, we'll see how long Eli can survive uh, these horrific losses. Dallas are a good team. The Giants, not so much. Yeah. As I as I mentioned, like Ezekiel you know, is not there. I suppose their you know league worst running defense won't be quite as gashed as it was.
1: Yeah. No. Of course. Uh, San Francisco Tampa Bay. We disagree here. I've gone from San Francisco and you've gone for Tampa Bay. Uh, why? Yeah, like,
0: well, <laughs> who knows with these two teams? These are like two of the teams you're kind of like. Where will they end up? I don't think any of us are completely optimistic about them. I think Tampa Bay, though, with like, Bruce Arians and his new system, should put up a lot of points. And as I said, they are pretty much set up to exploit San Francisco's big reasons, which is basically every defensive back and linebacker except for Richard Sherman. Um, so I expect Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and O.J. Howard to basically have a field day here. And even though Tampa Bay's defense is not great at all, at you all, know, San Francisco just don't have the same firepower to get it done. Um, whether Jimmy Garoppolo is a terrible quarterback as he was in preseason week 2 or is a good quarterback as in preseason week 3 is another big question. But uh, you know, we know who Jameis is. He'll, he will certainly throw the ball a lot uh, and won't get quite as many picks against his bad secondary in my opinion. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to get crushed by that defensive line that they've been building there. Nice rotational pass rushers left, right and centre. Kind of keeping all the pressure on. It'll help cover some of the issues in the back end. I don't think San Francisco are going to be a great team this year, but I think Tampa Bay are going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, uh, It's kind
0: of like one of those games that we're already like, this game won't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think either of these
1: teams are going anywhere, uh, apart from into the dumpster. Uh, next, Detroit at Arizona. Another one in the I-really-don't-care-that-much bowl. Uh, yeah, like... Arizona, you know, I mean, just because... It's a new system, and people won't have seen it yet, so they might surprise people a bit out of the gate.
0: Yeah, like Detroit are maybe a bounce back candidate. Like, nah, like I think Stafford looked okay. Maybe they can turn around, but I think just based on the kind of muck we saw last year, I'm gonna just take the variance play. I think if Arizona do play well, at least it'll be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's like, yeah, it's it's gonna be a terrible game. But I think it's going to be a nice one to see the new system coming out. Uh, yeah. Next is a huge-ass game, Pittsburgh and New England. Uh, yeah, I was very close to taking Pittsburgh for this one, to be honest, but we've both gone for New England.
0: So what? what's the bets for, like, a controversial reversal or PI-type call based oh, on the new rules in this game?
1: In that uh, game as well, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It wouldn't be a Pittsburgh-New uh, England game unless uh, Some uh, bit a of controversial rule came up and changed the rule like changed the decision, right? So No, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I think New England do usually start slow, to be fair. Um, so I could definitely see where you could pick Pittsburgh. But as you said yourself, there's a lot of question marks there right now. And I think New England, if it comes down to a grindy game or making less mistakes game, like New England just tend to be good
1: at that yeah no I think uh, yeah I just have that belief and like I said I think Pittsburgh will be okay but I don't think I think they'll, they'll need to get into their stride and it does seem to be very much a bit of kind of bad juju for them going down to play in Gillette Stadium <laughs> they don't do Tom. too
0: pardon <laughs> Bad juju. Yeah, I know. I thought
1: we'd slip in there. I thought we'd get away without you flagging how incredible a pun I just made. But uh, yeah, no, thanks, sorry, no, sorry. thanks, hype man. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got uh, Houston at New Orleans. This is my pick for game of the week. Uh, yeah, just I think New Orleans is going to be a great offense. Like I said, Houston are my pick for like the surprise team this year. Oh like, particularly started the season when everyone's healthy, that'll just be really exciting. This will be two high-powered offenses to well well-stocked defences. Like, yeah, in a dome, I don't love the dome element, but it means that it should be very exciting offensively, uh, particularly given that the last time that they were playing in that dome was when the ref call went against them. So there's just so much in play here. I just think it'll be, like, real exciting stuff. And I think it will be... It's key to see what Breeze looks like early on because of how he fell off towards the back end of the season last year. And yeah. it's key to see how... Uh, the Houston team look early on when they're coming up against probably one of the tougher offenses they'll face in this kind of uh, interconference match. You know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I just think it's gonna be real fun. Denver and Oakland. Uh, we've
0: got Oakland for me. Got <laughs> <laughs> <But> the hard <laughs> knock fever, yo. Denver.
1: i just ah oh, no, I can't do it. Can I? Ah, <laughs> oh, I I find it really like,
0: hard. It- it's Denver away from them so I can see where you're coming from. Yeah,
1: it's Denver on the road, and it's Joe Flacco. But they don't have the pass rush in know I don't know. Uh, well, they got their new... They got Cleland, and they got a new pass rusher. It's
0: great.
1: Yeah, they got one guy. Great.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, like and like maybe their safety like Abram will kill like Joe Flacco on a, on a blitz like, oh, yeah.
1: uh, Actually, like that that'll a- that, 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 be real Raiders just like just sell out for the first like four minutes just keep sending safety blitzes just yeah. like just kill them
0: yeah like Fontes and John Abram just sent on blitzes every play looking to okay your job is to kill to kill <laughs> Joe Flacco yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going for Denver just cause uh, they're not going to be a very uh, fun team, but I think they'll be like a solid enough team this year. Yeah. And I think Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco's got a little bit of juice in the tank. Left won't be enough in that division just because you know the Chargers and KC are so good. But uh, I think he'll show up that he's not completely gone yet.
1: No, this is the thing. I agree with you. I don't know why I'm picking Oakland other than just the home thing. And they tend to <laughs> they tend to play well within the division when they're at home. That's about it. Um, yeah, it's
0: more of a. Gets
1: you take Yeah, it's just a just a good thing, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it'll be exciting. So only you back... just
0: believe in AB so much,
1: you know? Oh yeah. To be honest, I'm having such a such a problem because I, I I'm trying to decide whether to keep him or not in the keeper league, and I just cannot I just can't justify it. But I think oh, that. But the problem is, if he comes up, I'll probably take him with my effectively my third pick. So.
0: Yeah, but you 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 had a stacked set of people in that one anyway. So. Yeah,
1: I've like six people that I could keep as keepers. So.
0: Anyway, no one cares about our fantasy teams. No, so. they don't. They don't. Uh, that's that's our previews for the week done. Yeah, no,
1: it is wrapped up. So any plans for the rest of the weekend? Obviously, you are going to watch all these uh week 4 game, week 4 preseason games, you know, there Oh, yeah, of course, great.
0: you know. I really want to see the Dunder the guys. Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, like the preseason four is just like at least, well, the chances of an injury catches us side is probably unlikely at least. But
1: uh, yeah, yeah right like
0: uh, I believe there's more rugby for punishment beatings uh, this weekend, so I'll probably be hanging out with the guys for that, tipping away at work. And uh, yeah, looking forward to my Sunday afternoons being suddenly, oh, yeah, goodbye Sunday evenings, uh, you now belong to the football gods again.
1: Yeah, I have to chat to one or two of the bars slash hotels around here because I said I'd look at maybe arranging... Uh Meetups on Sundays to go and watch the early games here. Uh, So, two of the bars have a projector screen, so I need to go in and chat with them about it this week.
0: I Um, imagine things are a bit more casual uh, where you are uh, in terms of licensing. It's like, ah, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, it isn't, it isn't, because the thing is, it's still majority Muslims are like, they don't have drinking in a lot of places. But that kind of
0: means, uh, I don't know how much, but it's it's not like. I don't know if they care that much you know, but it's, it's, you know they don't
1: go there so it's like whatever well, oh yeah, yeah well that's it so like there's, there's on a Sunday night there like I won't imagine there be very many people around either of them so particularly one that's a really enjoyable one they've got like a projector screen out in the garden out the back and it's nice, nice and cool which would be great up yeah. until it starts to get wet so uh,
0: yeah well so the cool winds are coming I assume hopefully yeah. you're not going to die in a are you from like just lack of aircon at some point
1: no, because we're... Did so it have aircon
0: in your new office,
1: by the way? Uh, I haven't gone in yet, but I think so, because all the offices here are pretty swish, so... Okay, that's all right,
0: then. Yeah. You'll, you'll be okay, then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I was, I was I was, in with the IT manager today, and it was so cold. I was almost... I was going to tell him to turn <laughs> up his aircon, because I think my aircons here are, like, stuck the lowest they'll go is 18 degrees, which I really, really like, but I think the ones in the, in the work will go, like, down to, like, 12 degrees, which is pretty cold in an office. Yeah,
0: that's a little bit unnecessary. <laughs> like, in... You know, the bigger the contrast is, the more you'll feel the heat. as soon though, when you get out. Like. Yeah, that's
1: true. But um, but yeah, so we're gonna be doing that, and then the All Ireland final is on on Sunday, so we're gonna watch. Oh that. yeah, of uh,
0: course. Kerry versus Dublin. That's we're it. Dublin to dominate,
1: but yeah, the wife know. got yeah. a uh, the wife got a GA go pass, and then uh, the Fecker sell it to auto renew every month. So like, well, I guess we're watching the All Ireland now. Excellent. <laughs> she's very invested. I'm sure she's like the number
0: one. Kerry, football fan. Oh,
1: right. 100%, yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of which, we are going to go and watch a bit more of the Rose Tree now. Uh, some crack on that. Uh,
0: yeah, I haven't been watching it, but uh, yeah, I've heard it was a big, it's a bit controversial that they, you know, they, they put the Rose Tree in and the all Ireland same week, not giving each each the full attention it deserves in the Old ah, yeah. Kingdom. I'm
1: sure, look, the, ro- the Rose is finished last night, wasn't it?
0: yeah but you know what I mean like it's like yeah you need the
1: week of build up now yeah it's, they're it's, all too
0: busy with the thirst apparently to be like properly like questioning every football player to death when they yeah, meet them in the street like that's true
1: and like yeah I mean, that's just because they changed the scheduling of the GAA isn't it like, yeah they put ago. it earlier
0: this year
1: yeah, yeah. So it's like but No, it's fun. Fun. but yeah so we've got plenty on so as always if you want to send us questions get us on Facebook or on Twitter or something like that uh and yeah actual football it's gonna be amazing we're gonna be able to watch actual football shortly
0: one week closer to the pro bowl connor
1: oh Get my gosh i've already started drafting who i think is going to be in the pro bowl so we're going to do weekly updates on that now it's just the pair of us yeah exactly yeah.
0: that's that's what these predictions are mostly for. Like you're giving you mm. we could like the cream of the cream, but cream, of, yeah. But uh, obviously, we're mostly focusing on our full Pro Bowl rosters. Oh,
1: percent, hundred percent. AFC,
0: NFC. You know, we know how this goes.
1: Oh yeah, 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 And then what about like a new contender appears, and then we have the cream of the AFC and the NFC versus the cream of the XFL in two years' time.
0: Oh well, yeah, on a three-way field, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. we increased the spice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to go off and try and work out how that would work yes. logistically and would it be something that we could put it to, uh, to a vote, possibly. Um, so I suppose, yeah, for now, that's bye from me, bye from Roman. Bye. This has been All Four Quarters, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Real football.
0: Woo! I-